The following is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring a bunch of nerds stuck in their homes across the country. Listener discretion is advised. We don't know what the hell they're going to come up with next. This is Call of the Deep. Hey, this is your intrepid DM Mikey. We had a bit of an issue with the recording of the first part of this episode. Now, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but let's just say that some of our players had trouble keeping their signal up under pressure. So we prescribed them some Wi-Fi Agra, and we finished strong. <laughs> uh, as you should always hope to do. I know it's not going to be as epic as hearing the intricate dick jokes our players made repeatedly, but here are a few highlights of what happened. So after exploring Gunderland for a night out, eventually all of our party members made their way back to the Red Dragon Tavern slash inn where they slept the night away and woke up to some nice breakfast made by our Ranger Fedden. Now I don't know if I want to say it was really stupid or brilliant from a storytelling perspective, but Tydak decided to put the bracelet on that he received after winning his fight in his night out adventure. And come to find out, it pricked his skin, it took some blood, and now it is on him until he can find some way to get it off. To make matters worse, Fedden decided to take a look at it and found that it was bound by some runic magic that's going to take a great mage to get it off, as well as the mark of the Rajani twins crest on said bracelet. So now they're tracking our fighter. Who knew, right? To ease the tension, our penguin boy, Prince, who was assigned to escort our party to King Red Axe's keep, came in with his Azamar friend, Vedic, where the party had, let's say, made fun of Prince in a way. Shameless thing here, DM did not appreciate it, but it was funny as hell. And then it kind of defended Prince a little bit, but after all was said and done, Prince took our fearless party up to King Red Axe's keep, where he would escort them to see exactly what they were hired to do. So yeah, that should catch you up. Now let's join our game already in progress and listen to the sultry tones of that sexy dungeon master. Have fun! Okay, so for the sake of it, I will say that we do a crossfade <laughs> upon this conversation. The important bit, though, is, is that the Rajani's now have a tracking device on Tydeck. <laughs> he put on himself. Yes. Yes, he did. Willingly. Willingly. Don't forget the willingly part. So Didn't look he, at it. He's like, shiny shit, man. <laughs> shiny shiny uh, shiny <laughs> yep <laughs> but anyways so we flash forward so now Tydak and the rest of you guys have finally had a long rest so <gasps> JC can stop complaining <laughs> that I don't give enough long rests <laughs> he's like yay rest. I got more than a three hour nap <laughs> I was like Baby. <laughs> and so we've crossfaded to the morning, whereas you guys are waking up in your respective rooms, or if you shared a room, like however you want to do that. Oh boy. And as you guys make your way down the stairs into the tavern, you actually see 
Well, you see a f- two familiar faces, one more familiar than the other. Uh, as you guys are making your way downstairs, you see a familiar penguin Kokra, who is now... You keep saying this familiar. I, I don't know who this is. <laughs> I mean, he would... Especially for you, Hugh, you should probably try to remember. Yes, one, I remember I cast Entangle on him because he was an enemy. I don't remember him as anything more than that. He also dusted you with dandelion dust as well. Yes, he had some obsession <laughs> with dust. covering me <laughs> Dandelion dust. And yes, so... I mean, there's a familiar penguin, Kokra. He sees you, Hugh. He's like, good morning, Hugh! Hello? <laughs> Do you need <laughs> this? Oh. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm currently looking for a new bag, but other than that, I'm doing okay. I cannot help you there. I did not purchase another bag when I was talking to a very, very verbose woman who had two things to say. Oh, you met Majila then? Yes. She was quite in- intriguing. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. I love her. Not much of a conversationalist, but... <laughs> I beg to differ. I thought it was quite stimulating. Uh, you, you gotta be nice, Dedek. You, you, I mean, Vegeta's nice. And as Prince is talking, the second figure that the rest of you guys notice is someone who you briefly met, but then they kind of disappeared into the ether during that fight. Uh, Josh... Go ahead and describe your character to the rest of the party for me, please. Well, first, his name is Darek Valgard. He is an Azamar paladin. Um, he... I don't know how to... First of all, he's a bit taller than probably the normal Azamar you're used to coming across. Darek stands at an astonishing six foot six and weighs about two forty five. So he's he's a pretty beefy boy. He's an Azamar. <laughs> yeah, he's a Azamar. It's like three A's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, he has mid to long ish white hair, just not gray, but it's just solid white and solid. <laughs> Solid. And he uh, he serves an order called the Order of the Cross and Shield, which is basically just a uh, more militant section of his religion. Uh, he 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 goes with the uh, the Justicarian uh, religion. Um, the Jessicarian religion, of course, has two deities, the Baron and the Baroness. Uh, and kind of self-explanatory, the, uh, the men of the religion, they pray to the Holy Baron, and vice versa for uh, the female of the religion, they worship the Baroness. Um, testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Ah, testing sounds good. We can hear you. <laughs> uh, I can hear you. Yeah. But uh, anyways, um, one thing that you will notice immediately about this paladin is his plate armor isn't 
uh, it doesn't look new. It's it's not really shiny, but it's not really dirty either. You can see there's dents and there's scrapes in the armor. It's because he takes pride in those uh, those cuts and those dents into his armor. Um, ever since he was young, he believed that he could do more to protect the people of the realm with a sword and shield than he would with a quill and pen, so to speak. So, Dark, even though he looks relatively young, he has seen a lot of combat. He He's actually known by quite a few common folk in the realms. Um, yeah, there's there's pretty much... His upbringing is pretty... Pretty basic. There's really nothing more I can really describe. Uh, just That's a pretty good description. <laughs> <laughs> a just, lot more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, taller than most of the Asmar you would probably expect to see. Like I said, he's six foot six, and all, he is basically the size of a dragonborn. Apparently, I looked into that. <laughs> but yeah, he has blue eyes. Uh, long white hair, and for somebody of his size, he actually, I, I wouldn't really say talks softly, but he doesn't have a booming voice that you would think a paladin of this size would have. <laughs> I forgot that you made him 6'6", six, six and <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That man yeah. is literally twice my size. <laughs> but I feel like everyone is twice your side, Corpus. Oh, oh, <laughs> ow! But I'm, I'm very punchy tonight. <laughs> I'm feeling really stabby tonight. Oh, I think I'm the only one close to his his height because I'm six two. Yep. <laughs> everyone else is just like, oh. So yeah, so the three of you see Prince and Dedic. And then Fetid, as you're kind of making, you know, closing in, coming down the stairs, you see the familiar Pengulkokra prince and a... You're saying he's familiar as <laughs> if we know him personally. Well, he is familiar. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he helped you guys on the ship. Like, what more Did do you want? Help? Did he help? He's like, I tried to help. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure he just spread a bunch of powder on my back and we took care of all those things. You like the bonus. Oh, uh, that <laughs> sounds really... Okay. <laughs> I Damn was it. very, Double. very wet and moist. He was getting rid of moisture. He was powdering the elf. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sure. Yes. Oh, boy. What has happened? But yes. So, Prince kind of just interjects a little bit and says, Uh, right. So, uh, we've been sent to come escort you guys to Stonerise Keep. Uh, King Redax is ready to, uh, meet with you guys now. What is Farron laughing at? <laughs> oh, no. He's ready to see us at last, is he? Uh, say what now? Do you have some kind of... Let us go and see him then. 
Are we not uh-huh. sure that we should take some time and eat our breakfast and enjoy our morning? Let him sweat a little. My mother always said breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Your mother said a lot of things. Most of them were very, very, very racist. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. hold up. Wait, hold up. Westfield. <laughs> she did not like people of other species. She was very, very frank about her mistrust of the surface dwellers. Yeah, but dad wasn't always so like that, so it, it kind of No, your, fa- your father was a saint for putting up with her. I honestly believe that. Mm-hmm. I agree. She is my mother. Are you sure about that? Uh, sometimes, I don't know. Her green skin is a little, ble- a little off green than the rest of us. I honestly yes. think she isn't. I am not one to speak of it, but I know that she is very, very set in her ways. Her views are very, very, very maddening. Honestly, it's she looks like a sickly halfling than a goblin. Perhaps she also is cursed. Who knows? I'm going to enjoy some, some breakfast, though. I don't believe the king needs to have our, our presence there as quick as possible. He did take his own sweet time getting us here in the first place. Oh, well, do you want gruel and fruit, or fruit and gruel? Fruel and Groot. <laughs> That'll be. That's right, you're in charge of the taverns as the twins are still knocked out. <laughs> They're probably still out cold, so I'm making breakfast for the uh, various people who are coming in early. I can cook breakfast. To help. I was going to say, uh, you are very much a better cook, although I don't trust your, your sense of taste at this point. I still got the other five. I got smell. What are you going to do? Shove your nose in our eggs? Actually, yeah. You're going to listen to the bacon? Yes. You're going to eyeball the griddle? Of course. And if you want steaks, just touch it. It's a different part of your... I don't want your... I know where your hands have been. No, you don't. (laughs) Do you know where your hands have been? Yes, in my wet backpack. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we went over this. It's a moist backpack. It's a moist (laughs) backpack. It's a moist satchel in a wet backpack. Oh, right. Satchel there we balls. go. Got it. And a oh. dampened purse. Dear Lord. Oh, my, Mikey, have, have any of my, my pamphlets or flyers that were like soaking up with the water on the wall been taken yet? <laughs> Hold up. Let me roll. <laughs> like, good question. So, funny enough, um, a couple been torn off a little bit. Uh, Maybe like three or four so far. There's still a couple on the board, but it seems that some people were interested in it because a couple of the flyers are mis- are gone. Hooray! It was a good day. <laughs> oh, jeez. But to get yes, cooking. yes. So Fedid and Corvus, you guys go to the kitchen and you guys make breakfast. Ah. Uh... I just hear one of them shout out, we're not fixing any food for that behemoth. <laughs> it's like, oh, just, oh, jeez. I'm sorry, Which sir. I don't, I don't have a pitchfork or a shovel for you to use to eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> gruel, fruit, or fruit and gruel? Uh, Prince is just like, oh, print. <laughs> oh, jeez. Prince do you have like, any hard tech? I'll take I do. Fish. Oh yeah, there's some back here in the back. I'll take a fish. Soak the hard tech in the gruel. 
soak the hardtack in some chicken stock. You have chicken stock? No. <laughs> Only if you believe. <laughs> You're Prince. starting to sound like me more and more every day. Prince just looks at you, Hugh, and looks at you, Corvus, and is just like, you two are kind of eccentric. I like that. <laughs> You're a fucking penguin. What do you mean? Yeah, I get that a lot. He's a perceptive penguin. A teepee, if you will. Exactly. He's a small red hardtack. He is a small thin porridge with one of them having a a hardtack cake in it. Sliced fruits and uh, some sliced salted pork. We call this island on a stormy sea. I call it thick porridge. What'd you call me? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. We are not having this tonight. <laughs> uh, so, Fedden, you make breakfast for the crew. Crew, you eat your breakfast. It's really tasty. But that's that awesome. Is... <laughs> oh, you, oh, you poor baby. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm a full-grown man. I have taxes and goblin taxes. <laughs> I, I will say this to you, to you, Corvus. This is the first meal that I've had where I understand how you cannot taste anything because it tastes like nothing. Oh, shit. <laughs> it it sucks, huh? <laughs> it's quite sad. Yes. It is. Imagine how I feel. I don't want to. Too late. Uh, okay. <laughs> Prince is just awkwardly staring. It's just like, uh. You said you were familiar with us. You're learning new things about us at all points. Yeah. Uh, not so familiar anymore. <laughs> I mean, it takes some time to process it, but you know, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind here. Just like but, this uh, gruel, it will take time to process it. It's very high in fiber. Mm-hmm. And it, all the information will come out at once. It will. And it will eh. not be pleasant. Uh, it will bring thunder. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. Um, and Prince kind of just finishes his meal. Horse down his food. If I can I uh, reiterate <laughs> from what we talked about last night, uh, Tydak, that uh, bracelet of yours... Yes, the bangle. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if we go to the king's thing, and if you're being tracked, let's hope they all get us at once. No, I would prefer not to be attacked by attackers at this point. We can use the king as a as a body shield. Oh, as a meat shield? Yeah, and then take his stuff. This kidding. is why I don't introduce you to a lot of royalty. You seem to want to use them for your nefarious purposes. It's not well, nefarious. Well, 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 to, well, 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 well. You want to use him as a meat shield. <laughs> Only if the situation arises. Prince I don't inter- want it to. Oh, jeez. Meantime, Dorek's just sitting there just looking like, what did I get myself into? Prince interjects. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean by track? And he turns to Tydak. We're not that familiar with you, so you're going to have to ask in a couple hours. <laughs> Pr- Prince turns to you, Tydak, and begins to say, What did you do last night after I left the crow's nest? Well, I, I put on that bracelet he gave me. <laughs> if For a penguin, 
it's kind of interesting to see, but you start to see like his right eyeball begin to twitch a little bit. (laughs) Do you need to cure wounds? I think you're having a stroke. And (laughs) do you smell burnt toast? Oh, Oh, maybe he smelled a foul smell. That's why it's twitching. And at this point, Prince walks over to you, Didact, grabs your wrist, looks at the bangle, just looks at you, looks at the bangle, looks at you. Looks like Corvus. <laughs> and he uh, he just looks at you, Tydak, and says, You know, I didn't want to peg you for meathead, but my god, man, you are daft. <laughs> what do you What's that mean? Are you going to take that from a pee-pee? <laughs> no! A no. tiny... <laughs> It's not very nice of you to say, Prince. Oh, Prince oh, the penguin. Yes. Quick question: Is he is he holding my hand right now and about to slap me? Or slap me. I'm sorry. That's so cute. You guys are holding hands now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm saying, is he holding my hand with with the with the bracelet? Yes, he's holding your hand, but there's no intent of him flipper slapping you. Okay. Well. Since he seems right dumb back, about guys. it, I'm just gonna reach down and with my other hand and just flick him in the <laughs> flick him in this beak. <laughs> How he rude! The Stop! <laughs> Everybody Stop. roll initiative. <laughs> should I make it? Should I make a roll to hit? Are you roll intending to? Co- I was like, are you intending to cause damage? I mean, I mean, I'm flicking him, and I am. A, I mean. It's right in his mouth. I would say to you, I would say to you, Triple P, I would not provoke Tydek. He will eat you alive. Om nom nom nom. He always starts with the bottom. Oh jeez. I realize that you are the emissary from King Redax, and we do want to see him, but you have not been helpful at all in your time that we've known you, and you have been more of just a kind of plot device that has gotten in our way. Wow, I feel so called out right now. <laughs> oh, my heart. Just, wow, that actually hurt, John. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. No, I, it's not. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to answer that question. I feel called out. Holy shit. <laughs> Basically, what I'm asking you, Triple P, is are you of a person of your own volition or are you going to do what you're told at all times? Because we don't like to deal with people that cannot think for themselves. I mean, and he, after getting flicked on the beak <laughs> by Tydak, he lets go. He um, looks at you, Hugh, and he says, I, I was just asked to come get you, but I I think I can, I'm, I, Prince, I have my own thoughts. Not. <laughs> I mean, you seem Justin, like a pop- I will have no like- more of this belittling of my friend. Oh, shit. Now, if oh. we have finished our breakfast, I point of order, order when you stand next to him, he's always little, so that's always belittling of him. But that being said, we're not trying to belittle him. I'm trying to actually ascertain whether he wants to do what he is doing or whether he wants to find a higher purpose. We are but an errand for him. He does not need to do this if he does not want to. That's he true. Could fi- he could find more gainful use of his time, perhaps swimming around the bay, or going down to the market for things that he needs. We, we are an inconvenience at best. Getting chased by large predators. 
At this no. point, Farron comes out from cleaning up in the kitchen. We're ready to go then. <laughs> yeah, we're done giving the penguin an essential crisis. Oh, jeez. Prince kind of looks at you guys and says, right, um, just follow me. And dejectedly begins to walk off. What a nice guy. (laughs) I like him. He's silly. (laughs) Yeah, he is. (laughs) I walk over by you and I just say, you're saying he's silly because he waddles when he walks. No, I was not. It's because he's an oversized king. I was I was saying he was silly because he he picked a fight with a giant dragonborn. You don't do that this early in the morning. Well, not this early in the morning, then no. No, of course not. You wait until at least eleven thirty. They have to wake up first. It's not fair. Yeah, have you seen a dragonborn when they first wake up? They are not happy. He points to Tidak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does not look happy. We should probably I'd... go. Hello. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Those are both good things to do. Enjoy. <laughs> she can't hear us, can she? What should we say to her next? She can't hear us. No, be nice to Lynn. Nice. She's amazing. Nice. She's Call her stinky. <laughs> no. Amador, don't put words in her mouth. I like Lynn. Don't do that to her. I like her too. That's why I put up with it. <laughs> that's why. You... <laughs> I was saying, you like her. That's why you put up with her. Not why, why she puts she up, put with, up you? with you. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I like you Lynn. Lynn. She's awesome. <laughs> what you looking for, Lynn? Oh no. Right. So bef- l- let's keep going. So you guys make your way out of. Um, the- I'm so sad that Prince didn't say walk this way so we could all walk like him. <laughs> Damn. I'm getting Aristocat vibes. <laughs> oh no, I want that so bad. Oh boy. So as you guys make your way out of the Dragon Turtle Inn, you guys follow a very sad waddling <laughs> existential crisis having <laughs> Penguin Kokoro Prince. <laughs> as you guys are following behind him, you just see him like the facial expression is just making he's just questioning everything. <laughs> That's the way it should be. Oh jeez. And as you guys continue to follow him, Prince leads you out of town, and you guys begin climbing up the uh, slope. While this, of... well, during this this walk, I'm talking to our Asimar friend, going, "So, have you thought about the love of our Lord Dagon? Have you heard of this before?" He, he I is, don't he is think I should really be talking about any kind of the uh, any kind of looks off to the side a little bit kind of like giving the world like a the uh side eye i'm not honestly sure if i'm supposed to be talking about joining other religions right now so i never said anything about joining i'm just saying have you realized that he is returning soon and maybe perhaps your priorities might not be in order and i hand i pull out a sopping wet pamphlet and i hand you a sopping wet pamphlet Oh, God. It can affect the way that you will look at the world. 
literally, as he will reshape it in his image. I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, I've just got the look on my face like, what did I get myself <laughs> you into? You don't have to decide now, but I am warning you that he is coming soon. And it is better to be accepting of his love as it penetrates inside you. <laughs> Praising. <laughs> he knew what he said. <laughs> yeah, like I never going to be the one who calls phrasing, so I wanted to do it once. <laughs> I get, thank you, Josh. I'm glad you got that chance. Uh, uh, we'd, we'd love to see it. <laughs> if you do not understand half the words in here, I do have a children's pamphlet as well in crayon. I'm more than happy to give you that as well. Save the crayon star a little flipper friend first, okay? Perfect. But I will, I will do. And I kind of point at like the pamphlet that's like almost like ripping in half because it's sopping wet. I'll give this some thought. Please do. I, I, that's all I ask. I do not want you to convert if you're not going to, but just please be aware that your Keep soul an open is mind, ranger. right? Keep an open mind. And, and yes, open your mind and your heart to it because it will overflow you. Oh, God. Oh, kind of <laughs> struggling to keep his composure, not wanting to just belt out. That's what she said. And then Hugh has to readjust his human mask and pull it back a bit more because it was sloughing off a bit. <laughs> oh, jeez. At this point, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as you guys finish this conversation, um, Prince turns around and says, uh, right, well, uh, we're here. And he kind of extends his flipper behind him. And as you guys look, to where Prince is pointing at, you guys find yourself in front of a massive uh, stone kind of fortress with lots of minaret towers and iron gates of the such. And what's even more interesting with this, too, is because Prince led you up the cliffside, uh, the fortress is actually on the edge of said cliffside looking out into the uh, Gunderland Harbor, and as you guys are looking at the scene, Prince kind of just says, "Right, uh, King Radex is just inside. If you will follow me, um, I will lead you to the throne room, and welcome to Stonerise Keep." And he kind of makes a little gesture with his flipper, and just gives the signal for you guys to follow him as he leads the way. <laughs> as you are doing this of your choice we are we will follow you there if this is not what you want to be doing right now you do not have to lead us in no i i want to do this especially if king red x can help me find my mom and he begins to turn around and walk inside <laughs> fair enough fair so enough I, to keep going <laughs> He just imitates your waddle as he walks behind you. Oh, jeez. Damn. Damn. I did not. I did not. (laughs) I did not. Don't feel... Listen, if that's... You don't... Okay, let me just put this out there. Like, (laughs) if you guys want to, you can. Like, um, that would be hilarious. So... (laughs) Watching all these adventures, just like waddling behind this little penguin guy. (laughs) 
I can just picture all the guards. What? What? <laughs> Have it not you seen much of the penguins? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. The brave so, emperor, emperor, they're called emperor penguin. <laughs> Damn it, Jill. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, jeez. All righty. As so, you guys... Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, I was just... It was just one of those... So, kind of exhales. <laughs> As you guys make your way to Stonerise Keep, past the courtyard, into the entrance hall, <laughs> you guys make your way, with the aid of Prince, to the throne room. Well, at least to the throne room doors. And as Prince walks up to said doors, he, with all the might a little penguin Kokoro can muster, using both flippers, he kind of pushes the door open, and... I give him a hand. <laughs> just kind of walk over, and just as he's pu- pushing it open, I'm just like, he, he thinks he's the one pushing it open, but we're just like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't patronize him! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can no, but Prince the Perceptive Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> With the help of Hugh and you, Dedic, the three of you manage to open the throne doors, and um, Prince walks a little bit forward, and at the top of his lungs, kind of shouts out, "I now present to you," and he kind of whispers to you guys, "What is the name of your adventuring party?" Probably should have discussed this before we came. <laughs> Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to the goblin. He does not speak for all of Don't us. Don't not say that, my friend. I mean, we could go off our ship. I'll say it again. What's the ship name again? The ship name we have at Shield. It was the Voyager, I believe. No, the other ship. What was the other ship? The ship name that we came up with, the one for mm-hmm. our own ship, is called Scorch Shield. I like that. Let's do that, yes. We have the Scorch Shield. All right. Okay. And I have heard of this. <laughs> Prince. <laughs> oh, jeez. Prince Captain Janeway. This is Commander Chakotay. And we also have Seven of Nine and Harry Kim. Oh, damn it. <laughs> we are the Dragonborns. No. <laughs> we are you sound like a... in the decks. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh gosh. Yeah. <sighs> we are Ferin, Merin, Rerin, and Garen. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Right. That's um... the way we became the Ferin bunch. <laughs> Just because it's Alex Halloween. Sword Shield. Yeah. I dig it. I'm, all, I'm also thinking, too, it's just like, because it's Halloween, just randomly in the distance, you hear, we are the Hex Girls. <laughs> I wanted to go to the Faye Bar. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> so I'm going to bring the share. <laughs> right. Uh, Prince kind of clears his throat. <clears> throat> I present to you the Scorch Shield Adventuring Party, King Red X. These are the adventurers who answered your call. Wait, wait a minute, we're the sap? 
Damn. Now we're trees. He just passively roasts us. I love it, actually. Hey, you came from my you came from Prince, so I'm gonna come back for you. Yeah. You know who won't come back for Prince? His mother. Oh shit. Go for Damn. the throat. Damn. I'm a goblin. <laughs> Excuse me while I go cry in the corner now. <laughs> Corvus, stop nibbling on the furniture. Do good. Is That's it mahogany? Nice That's a nice mahogany. texture. <laughs> it's a rich people. Rich mahogany. <laughs> that is mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> it's Corinthian leather. Oh, gosh. Anyways. So, as Prince introduces you guys to, as the saps, as you are, I guess, <laughs> uh, from the other side of the throne room, you guys see a older male figure kind of begin to rise from his throne, make his way down the throne steps, and begins walking towards you guys. As he gets closer, you guys notice that while he is older in age, this human male is surprisingly still in pretty good shape. And across his exposed arms and neckline, you see various scars of different lengths and different weapon depths, as well as different discoloration to it to signify how long those scars have been there. As you guys look at his face, you guys see a more sunken-in, grizzled, older male uh, with a very long silver and gray beard. Uh, his right eye is very milky and uh, clouded. And as you guys take into this, he comes closer to you guys and just with the big kind of grin on his face, he bellows to you, Welcome, my adventuring party. I have seen that you've answered my call. Welcome. I am King Redax. It is a pleasure to meet you all. <laughs> and he kind of just, <coughs> hand on chest, slowly bows to you guys. <laughs> I thought you'd I be return bigger. The Farin returns the gesture. As does Hugh. <laughs> I stand. I'm confused. How can we tell? <clears throat> I don't know. Then, My legs are straight. Oh, jeez. And then Tidak, you said you said to King Redax, he's like, I thought you would be bigger. Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tidak, roll initiative. <laughs> Donak just takes a sidestep. Jeez. Nope. It's like no, no, no. All I know what? is bad guys have milky white eyes. <laughs> so what I've learned. Oh, jeez. It was such an iest. What is even that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Judging people by the eyes. I'm sorry, it's my mother coming out to me. Yes, I think so. But whatever your mother does, is she did that and she messed you up bed. Oh, jeez. 
So Tidak at the mention that I thought she would be bigger. Um, King Radax looks at you and in a there's a moment of silence where he just is staring at you. And then a few seconds after that, he begins a roarous kind of of laughter. He's like, I see (laughs) we have a bit of a funny man here. I like your style, kid. (laughs) And he kind of just takes his hand and pats you on the back a little harder than you were anticipating. What? (laughs) Yeah. Ow. (laughs) Uh, Don't be a waste. Three damage. So King Radax just turns to the rest of you. Uh, come, come. We have much to discuss. But first, uh, let me welcome you to Gundolin. We can discuss over a meal. I assume that you didn't eat too much for breakfast. It was quite filling what we had made, but I'm sure that we could always fit a little more in. Right. Come, come. I will... Uh, explain a little more of what uh, I am asking of you, but first, we celebrate! And he kind of just um, claps his hands and says, please escort our guests to the feast hall, if you may. And you just see a bunch of armored guards kind of come in. They kneel, they raise up, and then, kind of like in a parade kind of fashion they create like a walkway for like an armed kind of walkway for you guys with their uh spears with the crests of king red axe on the banners of it kind of just standing there the best way to describe it is there so from personal experience uh part of the catholic church has the uh knights that go around for certain masses and certain things like that. So it's basically kind of like a guard. And they are having you guys uh, walk you to the feast hall while uh, kind of honoring you guys with these banners high in the air. (laughs) We walk in here. One of us makes a sarcastic remark. Next thing you know, we're looking at an honor guard. Not what I was expecting, but I'll take it. Is he compensating for something? I think he's compensating for something. I think it's his eye. Oh, I just, just kind of reach over and just kind of like you slap tap you like right on the noggin. Just, Shut up. I'm you my don't. own individual. I'll do what I want. Corvus, you're going to get this murdered. And plus, do you want to get us murdered before you can try the, the bevy of foods he will have there? Perhaps you will be able to taste one. We'll see. Best behavior till we get there, then. Okay, okay. I'll be nice. For now. Damn. (laughs) Uh, Man, you're not making this easy for me. (laughs) We're never supposed to. Well, duh, that's how this works. (laughs) But yes. So, at the behest of the honor guard. You guys make your way to the dining hall, and (laughs) now, some of you are used to feasts of different levels, but this is a site that 
none of you have ever seen before. Sprawled out in front of you guys is basically... <laughs> this dining hall is huge. It is basically the grand hall from the Harry Potter movie. Just that scale times five. And as you guys walk into the dining hall, you guys just see a plethora of different spreads all across the table. There's lots of like roasted turkeys, different vegetables, a spray of fruit, all kinds of things. And even some nice looking desserts as well. And King Red Axe kind of just standing behind you guys is like, well, my friends, dig in. <laughs> Let us oh, commence in some merriment. <laughs> and so he kind of pushes you guys into the dining hall and escorts you guys to the seats. And you guys enjoy the food that is there. Now, Corvus. for my friend here. He's a little short. <laughs> yeah, I need a high chair. <laughs> uh, King Red X gives you a little booster seat. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Tiny throne, all of his own. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> technically, yeah. Oh, jeez. So, as you guys are enjoying the meal, Corvus. That's me. Now, normally, when you tend to eat food, as of late, you don't really get much taste from it. And for the you most COVID. part. Oh, no. I actually had COVID, so yes. <laughs> oh, no. No, we will not be doing that today. <laughs> Corvus has the COVID. He has, he has the magical COVID. Oh, gee. No, we're not entertaining. It's COVID 2020. Uh, anywho. <laughs> He's just like, moving on. Moving on. Um, Cut this part here. Perfect. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So normally, you have the same reaction at first. You don't necessarily taste anything. But as you begin to resign yourself to just realizing it's like, yeah, I can't taste anything, whatever. Please make me a perception check. <laughs> oh, you're going to try to kill us. Okay. This is what this is what all the technical difficulties and problems were leading up to. Him, him about to TPKS. We're all poisoned. You all have diabetes. I got a whopping. <laughs> you said perception, right? Yes. I got a uh new math in my head fifteen. Okay. As you are res- beginning to resign yourself and not being able to taste everything, you kind of just take a look around to see your compatriots and you know the guards also enjoying a meal but there's one guard in particular that you uh, notice that you are fixated on and as you take a better look at this guard 
you notice that while humanoid for the most part, you catch a glint of his eyes and they are actually more feline-like than they are human. And as you are staring at this guard, you see the guard kind of catch you kind of staring and with his cat-like eyes looks at you and just a grin begins to appear on his face. And as another guard kind of passes by, obscuring the view of said guard, when the obstacle is out of the way, the guard is just back being a normal human being. Okay, then. Imagine if you will. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everyone um, else take the mushrooms when I started, or was that just me? <laughs> so, so, a quick question out of character. Um, yes. Do I know who and what has just cursed me? <laughs> or, do well, I, or is it just like, I know that I'm cursed, I just don't know where it came from? No, so as part of your backstory that we talked with, you know exactly who cursed you. You know exactly who took your sense of taste. And you can definitely tell that what you just saw was that same cat eye and that smirk is the same one as the... Well, and you would know the creature who took it. This is the same look of the Rakshasa that took your sense of taste from you. Okay. So... In full Corvus glory, oh, he's no, going no, okay. to oh, no. jump on the table, <laughs> draw his scimitar, and scream, Where the fuck did he go? <laughs> oh, damn. Who? The, the little cat shit. The guy who took everything from me. What are you on about? We didn't see no cat person. At least I uh, didn't. What's really important is I saw him, and I know who I saw. Can you please step off my hand, please? Oh, sorry. Move, yeah, move a little bit. Fine. And then I take the position, and then I'm like, where? Where did you see him, Corvus? Where was he last? And then I point to the guard with my scimitar. Him. He's right over there. Poor guard's just like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> Is there a chance that your inner circle of guards may have been infiltrated by uh, cat-eyed people of some sort? Arakasha. I can never pronounce it. Take take the breadsticks out of your mouth and try it again. Ah. Arakasha. Rock. 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 Sa. Sha. Saw, like saw, saw. Uh, oh, rock saw, saw shaw. Shaw. Rock, rock saw, shaw. Rock saw, shaw. It's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and oh, Sasha Banks. Rock, oh, uh, Sasha. Sasha. Rock, Sasha. Rock, Sasha. Rock, Sasha. There you go. Backwards hand cat. Got it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <geez>. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we, we you. do apologize, King Red X, but... Uh, is it possible that this type of creature could have infiltrated your guard without you knowing it? 
King Red X kind of just, in a moment of silence, looks up at you, Hugh, and says, I don't think so. Most of these guards, most of these guards here have been with me ever since I took over the throne many years ago. I appreciate that, but but Raksashas have a way of getting inside and and, and concealing themselves better than most can. It, it is it is troubling to hear this. Hmm. It is indeed, and. King Red X kind of just looks at the rest of his guard, just gives a nod, and the guards nod back. They go over to the guard that Corvus has pointed out, and they pick him up and take him out of the uh, dining hall. <laughs> and guard oh. doesn't put guard doesn't put up a fight. He kind of just nods and just follows. The guards out of the dining hall. Corvus, would you like to follow him to, to confirm his identity at all, or would you like to stay here? Uh oh. <laughs> oh, you good, homie? The you SMR has Yes. His his heavenly correct connection is a. Uh... He was speaking in tongues. Oh. You know, four or four uh, error that you know that that language, the four or four error, uh, perhaps HTML five. Ah, uh, I get it. Python. <laughs> but Corvus, would you like to follow and, and, and confirm? Yeah, I would. Actually, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Pop off the table. <laughs> All right, so Corvus, you follow the guards, and the rest of you guys are in the dining hall. Right, well then. Um, while your friend is preoccupied with that, uh, I might as well tell you exactly why I have asked for adventurers. The SMR is still trying to communicate. It sounds like he's been pulled to the astral plane. Oh, no. But, yes. Uh, right. Well, uh, as you are aware, there has been an surprisingly increase of pirate attacks across the Sea of Swords. Uh, which means that the Lord's Alliance has asked all of the nations part of it to lend their troops to help take out these pirate miscreants. As you are well aware, that means that my forces are depleted, and while making sure that the Sea of Swords is safe for all the coastal cities, I found myself a bit in the pickle, if you will. Uh, and I needed some adventurers to help me out since I lack the resources and the manpower right now. So, um, if you are ready, I can tell you exactly what I need your help with. And he kind of looks at all of you guys in the dining hall. Uh, forgive me, but, uh, 
Uh, out of honorifics, is there a said leader of your group? And normally I think it would be um, Ned Flanders, but I, I don't see him here today. <laughs> you just see Darlin kind of passed out in the back, just in a food coma. <laughs> <laughs> Even better yet, he's passed out on his spiritual weapon, the pillow, kind of just holding his head on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is still one of the greatest things, but right. Well, um, I need you to investigate a, uh, a crash site in the village of Fiskerback, which is about uh, three days travel from here. I, uh, I just want you to, uh, see what is going on over there and then report your findings back to me. What exactly are you looking for us to find or are you worried could be there? What manner of uh, crash? He takes a moment to pause and King Redaxe kind of looks at you. It's, uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what the nature of the crash is, but all I do know is is that the Jar of Fiskerback asked for some adventurers to take a look at it. And so I am just re- I am just answering the call and sending some adventurers to go take a look at the investigation is all. And where is Fiskerback? Is it on the coast? Uh, yes, actually. It is a three-day journey from here. If you go west of Gunderlin, uh, my recommendation is to walk there, as trying to navigate to Fiskerback via the sea is very dangerous and uh, very dreadful, given the multiple uh, rocks and kind of protruding out around that area. If you're not a skilled uh, botswain, you're most likely going to crash, but it is west of here, and it's three days' travel on foot. It is the most direct and probably the easiest. seems that uh, there's not a lot of information on what we are looking for. It's hard to investigate something if we're going in cold. Are you sure this Jarl did not uh, provide any other information that we might start on or kind of get familiar with? You. (laughs) Please roll me an insight, please. Insight, insight, insight. Uh, That is a 17. Okay. At the mention of having some missing information, uh, Hugh, you notice that King Redaxe's facial expression, as jovial as he's trying to be, you get a hint that there is something behind it, that he's using that jovialness as a mask to hide... Not necessarily lying to you, but he's not telling you everything. 
And he's a little I mean, hesitant. <laughs> I would love to be of more service to you, King. Uh, we are here. I cannot speak for the rest of the group, but personally, I just do not feel that walking blind into a situation completely is even a good use of force, no matter how skilled the adventuring party is. King Red X kind of just takes a deep breath in. <sighs> All right. It is only fair to warn you that this crash site is not necessarily the safest. The jar of the uh, Fisker back, Jar Frasgel, he uh, told me that when this crash happened, seven, several villages died in said crash. And more have gone missing from the village since the crash. And... I am not sure what I can believe, but according to the information and the rumors that Jarfraskel and the villagers of Fiskerback have reported, they said that this ship that crashed, it didn't come from the sea, but more so it fell from the sky. And... Any kind of just size... Color was the sheep. I believe, according to the villagers, it was a, it was very silvery in color, as best as it could be. Uh, metallic for for sure, but that's as much of the description that we gathered from the villagers. And he kind of. The tone gets more serious as he continues to talk to you guys. Jar Fraskel is a hothead for sure, but he is no fool. So I believe that while he may not agree with me, and we have our issues, he wouldn't entertain the fancies of rumors if he didn't believe there was any merit behind them. And to be honest, I don't know what to make of it, but... It would be helpful for me and for Jar Fraskel if you would go take a look at this. Uh, and he kind of pauses. Now, I won't be sending you there alone. I will be giving you, and he kind of turns to your uh, Azamar companion that accompanied you guys. I am sending Derek with you. I have requested that he aids you on this mission. I am also giving you a prince. And while he may not look it, he is actually from Fiskerbacht. It is his hometown. So he knows the land better than anyone else. And there's one more person that I am sending with you. And he kind of just... King Red Axe turns his head around. Kind of lurches it forward, kind of in a Khmer motion. And coming from behind King Red Axe is... A familiar person that you guys met at the docks. It is one Fila. And Hugh, you definitely remember her as she was the one who showed you that she is a believer of Dagon with the pendant. And she kind of looks at the group just like, Ah, so you're the adventurers that are going to take on this mission. Well then, I am happy to be a service. And kind of like, she just smiles at you guys. This is going to be interesting now, isn't it? 
It should be in a few ways. Indeed. Things are most illuminating. <laughs> and so King Radax is now granted. This could be dangerous, but based on what Prince has told me from his observations in the little time that he has spent with you, I believe that he believes that you are all capable of being able to complete this. And if anything, it is my job to always believe in my, into my citizens. And so if Prince backs you up and believes in you, then so do I. Now, of course, when you complete said mission, there will be reward. I do not intend to send you with no reward afterwards. But I must ask you, do you accept the uh, request that I am giving to you all? Well, I started out from home for adventure. May as well find some. Sounds like an interesting ship. Cannot say that it does not intrigue me and does not make my sense of fancy explode with delight, but I cannot speak for everyone else. I am more than happy to investigate for you. Our King dragonborn Ra friend seems to be muffled in his mouth with a piece of food. <laughs> Still in your mouth. <laughs> King Redax kind King Redax just kind of just turns to the court jester. He gets me any closer like, to the twins I'm hunting, I'm fine with it. Perfect. <laughs> King Redax kind of looks at the jester and is just like, Marcelo, I have told you not to be using the silent spell on the guest. It makes it hard to communicate with them. Hey, can you guys hear me now? Yes. Okay. My phone was screwing up on me. Sorry. You're good, bud. You're yeah, good. We, I feel bad we missed Mr. stuff, but you're all right. <laughs> King Redex, I might also point out that if my friend who ran off after the guards saw something of a Raksasha in your court, you might want to investigate that personally, as once they are infested, uh, they do not leave easily, and you do not want that anywhere around. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Hugh, and I will make sure that I take care of this myself. But Careful. they are tricky. Yes, indeed. Well, while it, it seems that you will accept this mission, and King Radax kind of just smiles and just breathes a sigh of relief. Thank you. I truly mean it. You are doing a great service for me. You're almost welcome, Your Majesty. And he kind of just bows into you and it says, you have my gratitude. Thank you. You grabs another breadstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, uh, before we depart, uh, Your Majesty, uh, may I have a word with you? 
King Radax kind of just comes up from bowing to the party and is like, and says, Yes, Derek, I believe you wanted to discuss something with me. Uh, we can go to my chambers and we can discuss it there. He, King Redax kind of turns to the rest of the party. Now, if you excuse me, um, I will need to talk to young Master Derek here. But please, enjoy the rest of the festivities. Uh, have your fill. And in the morning, uh, you, got, you will be able to leave on your way to Fiskerback. And with that, King Redax kind of begins uh, exiting out of the... Uh, Dining hall, and uh, Dedek, you follow him into his chambers. All right, uh, is Prince coming along with uh, Dorek and uh, King Radax? <laughs> uh, Prince kind of just looks around for a second at the rest of the party in their merriment. Uh, he mm-hmm. smiles a little bit, but then that quick smile kind of just drops a little bit into kind of a little bit of a saddening smile. Um, looks at you, Dedek, and just kind of quietly walks alongside you as you uh, follow King Redax into his chambers. Uh, I, w- I was... I'm sorry, I should have specified that was a question to the DM and ah. yeah. Yes, that is okay. Yes, Prince is following you guys to the chambers as well. <laughs> He's going to tattle on us that we made fun of the penguin. I'm not going to tattle that you have. Uh, Did you I'm hear me? You're outside the room. It's like He's you're not outside. even there. <laughs> oh my goodness. His ears are amazing. I'm so scared. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, this is going to be interesting. So the camera cuts to the chambers. Uh, Dedek, you and Prince are there with King Redax. Uh, the door is shut, and King Redax turns to the both of you. Young Master Dedek, I b- believe if there was something you wished to talk to me about. Uh, yes, Your Majesty. And Dorek gets into his pack, and he pulls up a uh, an item that is just wrapped up in cloths. Of course, Prince is uh, going to know exactly what, what it is that I have. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> Your Majesty, I believe you had sent a request for me to retrieve something of yours that had gone missing. I did indeed, young Master Derek. It's... All right, guys. I got to hop off now. Okay. <laughs> but uh, right, uh, had fun. Y'all keep going and see y'all next time. <laughs> All right. Farron gets Hopefully, I will see you next time as well. <laughs> yeah. Farron's enjoying the King's Ale now. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> He's going to go piss in a fountain. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> We'd love to see it. But yes. So, Dedek, you are holding uh, a white you're holding something wrapped in white cloth and uh, King Redax it kind of, of just <laughs> King Redax extends his hand and says uh, if you wouldn't mind Derek 
May I see it? Of course, your majesty. And then saying he unwraps it to where he can have the king can see what it is that is ra- that has been wrapped up. But of course, his hands are still under the cloth and everything holding this this relic, this artifact. <laughs> As King Redax begins to unfurl the white cloth and kind of unwraps the relic that is inside. Dedek, you and Prince obviously have seen this before, because one, you did retrieve it from the Silverback Isles. But more importantly, what transpired that day as you guys retrieved it still burns in your memory. And as King Red Axe continues, finishes unwrapping the cloth, in your hands, Dedek, is a red wooden fish idol. One that, like I said, you are all too aware and have seen before. With different lines and different holes of different depths all over it. King Red X looks at you, Dedek, and says, Did you you and Prince experience the visions when you touched the idol? We did, your majesty, and in a way that I... Don't describe most events, but it was quite haunting. Mm. I had never seen anything like that in all my years. Mm. What is is this thing, Your Majesty? I I do not have a lot of information on it. I only know of what my grandfather told me before he passed away, about legends of some sort of otherworldly places, some other planes of existence, if you will. And all he told me when, when I was of age, when I became king, before his passing, he made me hold this idol, and I still can't understand quite what I saw. He said something about it is important to protect this world from something from what he called the the sea of stars if you will i don't know exactly what that means but what i do know is i believe that vision and the crash from the sky in fiskarbak has something in common and so for you derek and for you prince i want you to help the adventurers find out what exactly is going on and remember you two cannot tell them of the true purpose of this mission. Of course, your majesty. Prince kind of speaks up a little bit and just says, uh, right. Um, and can, you can kind of see that, it, that Prince is hesitant and says, I promise that I won't say anything to them. But you can tell Dedek from the time that you spent with Prince that he feels conflicted about not saying anything to uh, the rest of the party. (laughs) We're so familiar with him. (laughs) (sighs) But Prince looks at you, Dedek, and is just like, uh, right, well, 
I think we should probably get back to the rest of the party and enjoy the rest of the night with them. Um, man, this is a lot more than I thought was going to happen, but... (sighs) This is a lot more than I thought would happen. I just kind of pat pat him on the shoulder and I says, no matter what this adventure brings, at least I know I've made at least one friend. And Mm -hmm. I'll... Prince kind of just smiles and just says, right, well, uh, let's go join the others. And he begins to waddle his going back to the feast hall. (laughs) uh, Before leaving, um, I, again, I look to King Red X and I said, and uh, my king, uh, I brought, uh, I brought a gift for you. <laughs> and oh, really now, what did you bring me, uh, young on, Derek? On, on my back, you can see kind of a long, uh, long case that's hanging onto my pack. I pull that off and I unwrap it, and it's just this modest-looking but very intricate-looking long sword. <laughs> King Red X kind of just smiles at the sight of the longsword and says, I assume this longsword has been blessed by the Baron and Baroness. It has, my king. (laughs) As well as forged by the best blacksmiths of the order. Ah. And he kind of... (laughs) I've held on to this thing for many a year, not knowing why I had it crafted. But now I know that the letter that you sent for me pretty much tells me why I had it crafted. So I present the sword to you, my king. Uh, king Redax graciously takes the sword from you that it kind of... It's a silver sword, by the way. It's actually made from silver. <laughs> so he takes the silver sword from you he takes the silver long sword from you Dedek, and he kind of just smiles and says the Baron and Baroness are lovely individuals I uh, <laughs> I always know that I can trust them when it comes to asking them to send their soldiers out in this time of need and he turns to you Dedek, and says Next time you go back, make sure you tell your parents I say hi. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> say hi to your mother for me. Uh, it would be my honor, my king. <laughs> and as you kind of say that, you and King Red Axe continue to talk for a bit. The camera kind of cuts back out of the uh, King Red Axe's quarters. And it goes over to a now dark and dingy dungeon where we find Corvus, the guards, and the accused behind a set of bars. And uh, or accused. The, guard, <laughs> the guard is kind of just looking around. It's like, I, I don't know exactly what's happened, but uh, can someone please explain to me what's going on? You, my friend, were the unlucky one to show your cat-like features to the wrong person. In, say- in saying this, though, 
are you the person I am looking for? The, uh, God, this is embarrassing. The Rock and Sasha Banks. <laughs> the Rock is shock. <laughs> the Rock Sasha. The Rock, rock yeah. Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. Sorry, I'm not like you guys. I can't, can't do that. It's hard. It, it's okay. Wouldn't uh, you be cursed by an easier, like, monster? No, because this is what we came up with. Leave me alone. <laughs> it makes sense. Now the dogs are mad. <laughs> They're irritated. <laughs> Anyways. So the guard is kind of just like, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't even know what that is. You, you Neither don't. I do know what that is, actually. <laughs> Corvus I just don't know. does. Yeah, I know what it is. How much of it do I? How much of it do I know? Okay, so to put it this way, you know what a rock Sasha is. You no, know. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> you know what they are. You know what this particular one that took your sense of taste looks like. But as far as characteristics, history, all that good stuff, you don't really have that much to go off of. But you do know what they are, and you know which you know of the one that cursed you. Okay. Uh, then I'll then okay. So Carvis will then go on to say, um, let's see. Do you? This is going to be a really out there question for you. And this will change and this will depend how I answer after you answer this question. Uh, do, do you are you cursed or have ever been cursed? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, that's kind of an open ended question, don't you think? Well, it's. Yes or no question. Yes, I have been cursed. Or no, I have not been cursed. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm gonna go with a no on this one. Okay, cool. Uh, see, I swore I saw the Rakshasa that cursed me. I swore I saw him. And you were there. Now, I'm not the sharpest goblin in the tool shed. And I understand that. But what I saw with my eyes was where you were standing that said, Rock Sasha. Hey. I got it right. One for me. Yay. Put that one down in the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Corvus, you were only half right when it came to that. Oh, see? I told you guys. So, as you're looking around, Corvus, that wasn't the guard that was speaking to you that's locked up in the cage. <laughs> Fuck. So, coming out of the shadows inside the cage, you see... <laughs> A 
tiger-like humanoid creature kind of walking forward in very fancy kind of purple and green robes. You see him playing with a coin, kind of just going across all the fingers. Looks at you and says, It's been a while, Corvus. We have much to discuss. <laughs> and with that, we are going to end the session right there for tonight. Damn! Damn, with your backwards-ass hands, too. I was about <laughs> to go off on this guy. Uh, my we all going to die. <laughs> a fistful of new insults. I mean... But I sent them in privately. <laughs> yeah, I got them. You're good. I mean, you know, you you probably won't. I mean, you, the fight hasn't broken out yet, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. We haven't <laughs> entirely died. <laughs> I don't trust King Red Axe. We're going to get eaten alive. See? Yeah, same. <laughs> no, no good guy has a blue, has a milky white eye and looks all decrepit and old and... Only evil people are decrepit. <laughs> wow. Wow. Damn. Damn, Amador. Sorry. Jeez. Not sorry. Uh, oh, my God. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? <laughs> oh, jeez. All righty. Well, that concludes another episode. So for all those who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And we will be back recording in uh, two weeks, so this should be fun. But two. until, yep, oh, two, whatever. It's like, uh, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. It's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. But yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's like, I hate all of you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. This has been. The Call of the Deep podcast. To support us, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your auditory escapism in podcast form. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. Even our intrepid characters are no match for the insidious algorithm, especially without your ability to cast aid on our stats. The music in this episode was Prepare for War, by Alexander Macarelli. You can find all his music at serpentsoundstudios.com. Tune in next time for more hijinks from the darkest depths of the sea on the call.